The Boston Celtics lose to the Milwaukee Bucks on Christmas. That's not the hugest deal, but how they did it is, and I'm going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown's 18 step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. And there, thank you for making the Locked On Celtics podcast your first listen every day. Part of your daily routine, Locked On Celtics is free, available on all platforms, and it is on YouTube. Please watch the show on YouTube. Really trying to get that channel going. I'm John Corrales. I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which you can buy right now anywhere books are sold online and on my website, johncorrales.com. A signed copy will cost you 30 bucks. So personalize whatever message you want on there uh, within reason. I still have to be able to write it out and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I will sign a book for you if you want. It makes a great gift. Boston Celtics lose on Christmas Day, 117-113 to the Milwaukee Bucks. In a, in a nutshell, like early in, in this, you say, okay, hey, look, coming into this game, the Celtics are going to fight with the Milwaukee Bucks. They've got half their team more in COVID protocols. Al Horford got out of protocols, but he's still in reconditioning mode, so he didn't play. The Milwaukee Bucks are at full strength, and you say, oh, wow, we're going to fight them down to the wire and lose by four? Okay, fine. I'll take that. Not a big deal. But it's how they did it. Once again, the Celtics had a late lead, and they, they couldn't close the door. They led by as many as 19 in the game. They led by double digits in the fourth quarter. They had plenty of opportunity to close this game out. However, they couldn't. And it's the same old story. They give up runs. They uh, devolve into a lot of isolation basketball. They don't look for each other uh, in in the final minutes. It becomes a two-man operation with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, which, you know, look, uh, and, and this, this is going to kind of be the theme of this whole thing, because in this first segment, I'll, t- I'll talk about the game. In the second segment, I'll talk about the, the, the players individually. And then at the end, I'll, I'll kind of go over some of the things I broke down on Boston Sports Journal about how these guys close the game and why, why there just wasn't enough trust in this game in their teammates. And it, I know that right away, there's going to be like some people who say, hey, you know, uh, uh, it wasn't that long ago when you were questioning why is Jason Tatum stuck in the corner while Dennis Schroeder and Al Horford are running pick and roll, and that's how you close the game. And that extreme didn't work either. What we need to do is keep the ball moving. The best players, the best teams, the ball keeps moving, right? And these guys, they're not Kevin Durant. They're not LeBron James. They're not not at that level. They're just not. And so they I don't know if they want to believe that they are, or if they think that they're close, but they're not. And so maybe there's some level of come to Jesus here that these guys need to, to uh, kind of feel, but they are not, they, they are great players. They could potentially be all NBA players by the time the season is over. 
and they could be, you know, they, they could be even better than that. They could be first team all, you know, so there, there's a possibility for a lot. So uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are good players, but they're not LeBron. They're not where LeBron has ever been. You know, Tatum is not at that level. They are not at uh, Kevin Durant's level. Those guys are elite pantheon level greats. Okay. Jason Tatum may develop into an even better player than he is right now, but he's not, and, and this is not a knock on the guy, but he can't play late game offense. Like he is that guy. And this is, this is kind of what we saw at the end of this game. Let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Celtics came out. They played strong. They had a, a great start to the game. Uh, but you know, right away, you're like early Wancho Hernan Gomez, fr- not only just Wancho, but like fresh out of COVID protocols, Wancho and Jabari Parker, but not just Jabari Parker, fresh out of COVID protocols, Jabari Parker. And you're relying on those guys to, to give you minutes. And you know what? They survived the Wancho and Jabari minutes actually pretty well. They, they, Won the first quarter 35-22, and that's even after giving up a run. They even won the second quarter. The third quarter became just a disaster. They lost that one 43-32, but even then, they only lost that. I mean, they lost by 11, but that's that's the the Bucks coming out of a halftime where it's like, all right, these guys were scrappy. We, we were missing a ton of shots. Let's go out there and really put it to them. You knew that the Bucks were going to make a run. And while I will agree with Ime Odoka that there were defensive mistakes in that fourth, in that third quarter, there was a whole lot of Giannis being Giannis. You know, there's a whole lot of Milwaukee going, okay, remember we're the champs? All right, we're going to show you that we're the champs. And, and they did that. So I'm certainly not absolving the Celtics of any sort of fault for how they played defense in the third quarter. I agree with Ime that they they could have done things better, but at the same time, there was definitely going to be a spot in that in that third quarter where Milwaukee played like Milwaukee, and that's what they did. They played like the Milwaukee Bucks, and Chris Middleton got hot, and all of a sudden it, it was a, a close game. Fine, like I'm, I'm, I expected that the Celtics still scored 32 in that third quarter, so they kept they kept up. And even in the fourth quarter, they they made their run. They 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 pushed this this lead back out. They did pretty well. But it's that end of quarter that we saw. We saw Tatum and Brown working off of one another a little bit more, which is good. There's a positive there. They were working off of one another, but then they were only working off of one another. And I'll break that down a little bit more in the third segment because while they did get some pretty decent looks. I don't like the way they got to that. I don't like the way they got to those looks necessarily because it didn't involve their teammates and that becomes predictable and it didn't make the Bucks work hard enough to defend those actions. So some good, some bad. And look, at, at, at the end, you say... The Celtics lost by four to the defending champs who were at full strength. And you had still had like eight guys in COVID protocols, including some of your replacement guys. You say, oh, hey, look, that's that's not it's not the worst thing in the world. But the way they lost that game leading in the fourth quarter uh, and not being able to finish this 
And, and mostly because in the fourth quarter, they, they couldn't make the shots and the, the bucks did Jason Tatum put the Celtics up 13 with 528 to go, which in the NBA is not a whole hell of a lot of time. But, uh, one thing that I got to call email out on is you got to know, you got to understand you don't go back to the Jabari Parker. Well. You just don't. He put Jabari Parker in. Celtics were up 13. Uh, the <laughs> the Bucks go on a run. So there's a there's Tatum hits a free throw. Giannis uh, once Jabari Parker comes in, Giannis gets a couple of dunks. One of them is behind Jabari Parker. The other one he's driving directly at Jabari Parker, and he just. Jabari sort of gets out of the way. He played Jabari played like a minute after he came back in and immediately came out. Like it was very immediate. The lesson for Jabari Parker, whenever you get a stretch of good play and then you take him out, that's it. You've used him. There's no, there's no more good play after that. That's always been the case. I compared him to one of those. If, if you're an old person like me, in high school, the those those plastic ice pack things, the chemicals where you pop that bag and you squish them together, and that got something like 15 minutes of cold. Like when you sprained an ankle in high school, that's what they did, right? They popped that bag and you squish, 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 and you made it made it cold. And then once it was done, once it warmed up, it was never getting cold again. Same thing for Jabari Parker. You pop that bag, you squish, 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 and then you get what you get out of him. And it, it could be effective for like a 15 minute stint, but once you take it off your ankle, once you take him out of the game, you don't put it back on because it's useless after that. You get one good run, Jabari Parker, and he was good in that run. He was hitting shots, but that's it. Once you put him back in the game, this is what happens. Complete disaster. So he may, went to the well one too many times there. And, but of course I will say it, Hard, hard also to, to counter my own argument. Hard to blame Ime because he was like, got no other options and this kind of works. Let's just, fingers crossed. Let's please, please, two more minutes, Jabari. Two, please. No, no, didn't work. So that really helped get the Bucks going. And then, you know, Wes Matthews hit a couple of three-pointers and that was it. The, the, the Bucks had all the momentum. The Celtics had none and they couldn't manufacture any of that. In the next segment, I'll get into some of the individual performances before I dive really deep into Jalen and Jason and that. First, I've got to tell you about Truebill. You know why these new, these free trials, they renew without your consent because this is part of a, a scam that businesses have. They know that you're going to forget. They know that you're going to sign up and then you're going to lose track and they're going to get your money. That's why it used to be try things for free and then you can sign up. Nope. This is now give us your credit card information and Truebill is going to come along and help you stop paying for those subscriptions that you don't want. You don't need the ones you forget about. They've saved people on average about 720 bucks a year. So they make it very simple. You link your accounts, you cancel your unwanted subscriptions with one click. You get the Truebill concierge. They'll cancel them for you. No problem. Don't fall for the scam. I, you know, forgot about a, a one thing that I signed up for and it cost me hundreds of dollars. It was very difficult to get back. So check out Truebill. They've saved over 2 million users uh, 
about a hundred million bucks. So start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. You could save thousands a year, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why don't you make Locked On Now your second listen? Locked On Now is a nightly recap of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's a great way to get caught up on every single game without all the blah, blah, blah. It's just this is what happened. This is the analysis. Boom, boom, boom. So it's now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. It's fun. It's great. Uh, it's it's really going to get you caught up. All right, let's get into some of the individual performances. And I think one of the first individual performances on the positive side is Peyton Pritchard, who at no point in this game that I think, oh, wow, the Celtics could really use Dennis Schroeder. Oh my God, they really missed Dennis Schroeder. And, and that's because Peyton Pritchard was, was really good. Six of 14, four of eight from three, five assists, a steal, a block even, uh, he was really, really good in this game, and it's becoming even more clear. I've said it multiple times. It's it's just very clear. Peyton Pritchard needs to get the minutes, and it's time to move on from Dennis Schroeder. And it's it's just proven. It, like you you would rather have. I would rather have Peyton out there because the defensive limitations are are there for both both guys. At the end of the game, Drew Holiday, in one of the Giannis dunks, Drew Holiday backed Pritchard way, way down and got to the rim. Marcus Smart came over. Giannis cut behind them, got the pass, got the dunk. Uh, I think there might have been a foul there. That That's going to be, uh, you know, if, if Holiday had Schroeder on his hip, he was going to do the exact same thing. It was going to be the exact same play. So uh, I, I would say... I'm not too worried about the defensive drop-off anymore. Uh, maybe in a full-strength closing lineup, you don't have uh, – in this situation, Josh Richardson might have been the better option because he's bigger, he has better, he's a better defender, and you're up at that point. You, know, you, you had it up to 13. They cut it down to single digits, but you're still trying to nurse a lead. You want to get defensive stops. Richardson can still hit those mid-range shots. I think a closing lineup of Smart, Richardson, Jalen, Jason, and maybe Al or Rob, one of those guys, that makes more sense. And you wouldn't have Pritchard on the floor at the end. Now, if, if you were down by nine and you wanted some of the shooting, then you might, you might go with that. Situationally, you can you know take one guy out and put one guy in, and you change it up a little bit. But Pritchard, for the most part, for the big meaty middle of the game. You can have him in there hitting threes and spacing the floor. It just makes a big difference. I thought Robert Williams was awesome in this game. 11 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, single big Robert Williams with some space gives you the opportunity. Langford makes a cut or Jalen Brown makes a cut. There are cutters. Now all of a sudden there's space for these cutters to get to the rim, uh, to, to beat defenders back door. They even called plays designed to get some of the cuts, Milwaukee sniffed one out, which was you know good for them. They're a great defensive team. That's going to happen. But with Rob in there in the high post, you're really unlocking his A-plus skill. And his A-plus skill, aside from he's got two, really. It's, it's vertical uh, spacing, that pressure he puts on the rim on the dives. And the other one is his passing from the high post. Rob up high with cutters going behind him. I, if you can 
set those up, you're going to, you're going to score points. So I think Rob, uh, was, was the other big positive. Those were the two huge positives. Marcus smart. I thought was, was pretty good for, for most of the time he started off hitting shots. Then he got, um, then he started, he kept on taking them. So it it started out as a really good smart game. And then he took a couple of shots that you were like, "Mm," but I thought he was generally, generally pretty good. And and they really leaned on him hard for 40 minutes. What are you going to do? That's, that was, uh, too much 40 minutes for Marcus smart and 37 for Jalen Brown and 30, like basically 40 for Jason Tatum. They were really, really, really leaning on these guys. And there might've been some fatigue down the stretch. So I I will give those guys a a little bit of a benefit of the doubt, but I got to give, I got to give some thumbs down here for, for Jason Tatum who started out great, but then his fourth quarter execution over two with two turnovers down the, the last five minutes. Stat Muse put out a tweet. Jason Tatum in the clutch this season, 35% shooting, two of 16 from three, 51 field goal attempts, which is second most in the NBA, four assists and nine turnovers. Those clutch numbers are not good. They're very obviously not good. It does take into account some early, early, early stuff where it was really bad, like nothing was going right. I think some of the games have gotten better lately, but the clutch numbers for Tatum have not been good. Same for Jalen Brown, who started out really, really hot. 14 points on six of seven shooting in the first quarter. I mean, he came out blazing hot. And then the rest of the way, two of 11, 11 points, one of five in the fourth quarter. Jalen is slowly figuring it out. He's coming out hot. I don't know if he's just getting fatigued because he had so much time that he was away and he, he's running out of gas. I don't want to. I, I don't want to kill him again. He he's he's dealing with some unique circumstances there, and then he was ridden hard for forty minutes in this game. So, but again, you, look, you've if you're going to have that mantle, if you're going to be one of the pillars of the team, he, Jason Tatum, you do have to be more consistent throughout the game. I'm not saying you can't have a lull that's going to happen in games, but you still have to be more consistent, and you have to find a way to make shots down the stretch, especially if you're going to be the only ones taking the shots. Like I don't mind. I'm not going to sit here and say my analysis is based on who shots falling or not falling. That's not good basketball analysis. If you, if you only focus on shots falling or not falling, you're missing a whole lot of basketball at the same time. If you put yourself in a position to be the only people taking shots, then, then the makes and misses become a lot more uh, important. Like if you're, if you're not going to make shots and you're not passing, then that that's a problem. And so you have to, you know, w- w- let me get into that next. Let me get into that last few minutes of execution by the Celtics, because I broke it down. I broke down the video. If you want to see the video, it's on Boston sports journal, but I will talk you through it in the next segment here. First, let me tell you about built bar. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. No doubt about it. I love built bars. I have like a ton of them stacked up in my, in my apartment uh, they're because they're they're great they're low calorie low sugar low net carbs low fat but high in protein so when i go and work out i, I know i'm getting protein in my body after you know when i have one after a workout and i'm not getting everything that blows out my cardio and there's some great flavors here raspberry mint brownie double chocolate cookies and cream they sound like candy bars or ice cream and they taste great but they are not going to uh, they're not going to weigh you down and they're not going to uh, give you all of that extra sugar and all the other stuff that you might find in some of the competition. 
So check out Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Every time, every single time, you get 15% off your orders. So check them out. They've got a ton of different types of products now. Uh, Marshmallow-based products. All kinds of different things. Check them out. Try them. Sample. You can get a mixed box. Try two of each different thing that you want to try. Use that promo code LOCK15. Find two or three flavors that you love. Go get more boxes of those. Lock 15 will still get you 15% off. Use it every time at built.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. How about your second listen? Make it Lockdown Bets if you want to lay down a couple of bucks on a game. They're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Lockdown Bets is hosted by your boy Q. Lee Sterling gives you the expert analysis. It's free. It's available everywhere podcasts exist. Okay. So the the end of the Celtics game was, was tough. The Celtics were up. 13, like I said, at one point with five and a half minutes to go and slowly, but surely Milwaukee kept chipping into the lead. And I saw a lot of like, I I like how Tatum and Brown are starting to work together, but there are a lot of plays. Like when the Celtics were up six with three minutes to go, Jalen Brown gets the ball against Drew holiday drives and takes a, you know, stops and takes a pull up mid-range shot, which he hits a million times. It, the shot itself is not the problem that I had. It was a good look. And Ime Adoka after the game says, yeah, we got excellent looks. I'm not even arguing that they got excellent looks. But what I'm arguing here is the Celtics don't work the ball around to make the defense work or think. Because with 10 seconds on the shot clock, Jalen makes his move. And what he doesn't do is even consider getting deeper into the paint, which he should. I'm looking at the photo. Again, it's on Boston Sports Journal. He has an opportunity. Uh, Drew Holiday has turned his hips. He did a great job of crossing him over, and now Holiday is out of a defensive slide position. He's caught one way. Now he has to turn his hips and cross over. So what do you see? You've got to, you've got to make these things, these decisions in your mind real quick. You've got to see turned his hips, boom, I can keep going because he's not going to slide in front of me and take a charge. He's turned his hips. I can get to the middle of the lane. So yeah, he took a good jump shot right there. He's still bigger than Holiday. And Holiday now turning his hips, he also has his momentum going a certain way. He's now crossing his legs over and he's running. And the player with the ball has the advantage because you know when you're going to stop, when you have the ball. He doesn't. So whenever you stop, he's going to have to take another step. And he's going, the momentum's going another way. So Jalen steps back and takes a jumper. When the play is, you've, you've got this guy now crossed over. Get to the lane. Get to the middle of the lane. Get into the paint. If With Wesley Matthews, who's guarding Tatum, and Tatum's out by the three-point line. If he really digs in and tries to take that dribble away, now you kick it out to Tatum for a more wide-open shot. Or Tatum then takes it and drives and, and attacks a second attack. But by taking that one shot, taking that shot, okay, fine, it was a good shot. Not arguing that. It was a good shot. You could have gotten a great shot. You could have gotten into the middle of the paint, down by the dots, and then pulled up. A little bit of an easier look, still worth two points. Free throw line jumper, still worth two points. A little bit closer. You could have broken these guys down. 
a little bit more. Or you could have passed a couple of swings. You had Marcus Smart uh, in one corner. You had, I think, um, you had Romeo in the other corner. A couple of swings. The other thing is you want to make the defense work. My argument is get into the middle of the paint, collapse the defense, swing, swing, get a shot. It's just as good as the shot that you got. But by swing, swing, the defense now has an opportunity to make a mistake. And you're taking, you're putting pressure on them to make plays, which could lead to a mistake. If it leads to a mistake, now there's mental energy of these guys going, what, where did you go? They're not thinking about pushing the ball. You're, you're making them work. You're protecting a lead. These are things that make them work harder and you're protecting that lead. It's not just about that shot that you got. It's about making the bucks work. Jason Tatum did the same thing, and it was a play with, uh, let's see, it's about 2.15 left. Now the Celtics are up four. Tatum, with seven seconds, is dribble, dribble, dribble at the top of the key. He takes a, a three-pointer. Great. He's open. George Hill's in front of him. He's going to get that shot off. He misses. But what does he have? Jace, Jason is so focused on scoring that he misses Peyton Pritchard, not just Peyton Pritchard open. But Marcus Smart setting a pick on Peyton Pritchard's guy who is deep in the lane and just stuck completely out. You've got Tatum at the top of the key. Um, he's got two defenders in front of him. They're both looking at him. Pritchard is wide open. Smart is setting a pick. Robert Williams is in Giannis's way. No one is getting to Peyton Pritchard, who was four of eight in this game at that point. He has hit half his three-pointers. Make them believe that you're going to pass. Trust your teammates. Pritchard is out there to hit shots like this. Trust them. It's the last five minutes of the game. You can have, in the last five minutes, you can have other guys take shots, right? You can have other guys on the floor be threats. It should not just be Tatum and Brown taking all of those shots. Because look at the other team, the champions, the champions with, with Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo on the floor, Drew Holiday on the floor, and who hits two of the biggest shots? Wes Matthews hits two of the biggest shots, including the three-pointer with 30 seconds left to take their first lead of the game. They trust Wes Matthews with all of these other guys. They trusted each other. Trust in Peyton Pritchard for one possession to take that shot. Trust him. Give him that shot. I know Tatum had kind of an open shot there. But when, you, when you're willing to give up that ball, when you're willing to give that up, the defense is going to believe that you're going to give. So any kind of pass fake that you make, anything, anything that you, you, you throw at them that might suggest, oh, whoa, whoa, he might pass. That guy's a threat. That guy's a threat out there. That opens up space. So Tatum, if, if these guys believe that Pritchard is a threat, instead of dribble, 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 back it up for a three-pointer, it's dribble, 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 respect Pritchard so there's an extra two feet of space. Boom, crossover. Now I'm getting to the middle of the lane. And what do you have? Now you have Jalen Brown in the other corner. Drew Holiday sucks in because you've gotten into the paint. Now you kick it out to JB in the corner for three. Because you've empowered these other guys to take shots in key moments 
It's not the last 30 seconds. This was three minutes left on the clock or two and a half minutes left on the clock. Let him take that shot. And then, you know, there's the Tatum turnover. He spins into the middle of the lane. Like he, like you knew he was going to, he was going to spin in the middle of the lane. Got to identify Drew Holiday. Like these last second things, it's all about reads and identifying, okay, where's Holiday? I see him. I'm driving left past George Hill. I got Holiday. I see him. And it might sound unfair, but the best of the best of the best make reads like that. They do calculus in their heads. That's what makes them elite. That's what makes LeBron, LeBron, and KD, KD. It's not just that they have supreme physical skills. They do calculus in their head. In the moment, they read Chris Paul. Why is he so good at this age? Because he reads everything, sees everything that's happening. He knows his head is up and he sees things out of the court. there's, There's Holiday. He's coming. So when I spin, like I would expect Chris Paul to say, I know that I know holiday's coming. I know they expect me to spin baseline. And I know he's leaving my guy in this case, Romeo Langford up open for three. So I'm going to give them what they want, what they think they want, which is me spinning. But as I spin, I'm just turning. I'm going to just out of corner of my eye. Yep. Holiday's there. Boom. Pass right to Romeo, wide open, wide open. Romeo's on the floor, right? If you're reading this guy jumping as you're, as you're spinning, you got to be able to do that. And then, you know, Marcus Smart's in the corner. Um, there's only five seconds left on the shot clock as this ball is being turned over. So it's going to have to be Romeo taking that three bits better than the turnover. But it's not even about Romeo getting that shot. It's about recognition and reading reading where that guy is. You know, I compared it to Tom Brady calling out the Mike, the middle linebacker, always identifying that guy, knowing who's where. That's what that's what levels up these guys. These guys are amazing players. What gets them to level up? This type of stuff. Reads, recognition. The last thing was a pick and roll that they ran. Tatum sets a pick. Jason and Jalen set a pick. How many times have I, been, have I been begging for pick and roll between these guys? Begging for pick and roll. Tatum sets a pick. He gets behind Drew Holiday. Now you got a situation where it's Jalen dribbling, but his head is down. You've got his guy, which is Wesley Matthews, guarding him. You got Holiday behind him, but Tatum is now between uh, between Holiday and the basket, which. When you're setting a pick and roll, boom. Oh, I'm on his back. Bam. I am rolling. I'm, I'm rolling hard to the middle. Now, Jalen has his head down because he's a scorer, and his mentality is, whoop, I got Wes Matthews on me. I can bust him. Jalen gets a good shot. This is the last shot that the Celtics took. It's 114-113 Milwaukee, 26 seconds to go, 19 seconds on the shot clock. Jalen has a matchup that he likes. He turns the corner. He gets a nice look at a baseline jumper. Fine, right? Fine. That's fine. I'm not even criticizing the shot necessarily. But he worked really hard when if Tatum, and Tatum didn't recognize this either. Tatum did not roll. He should have rolled. Jalen should have had his head up rather than down trying to turn a corner. 
head up. You can still get your shoulder down, but keep your eyes up and see that pass. Recognize that that's a pass. It's a play. You got to recognize, oh, wait, not only do I have this guy on me, I see Holiday kind of behind me. Boom. Instant recognition. I got a roll, man. That's a, but Jalen is not a point guard. Jalen is not a pick and roll ball handler. So this is not a play that I expect him to make in this moment. This is a play that he needs to learn how to make if they're going to put him in that position. If the Celtics are going to put him in that position to be the pick and roll ball handler, you got to keep your head up. You got to recognize and make that read. Tatum's got to make that read and roll. And next thing you know, what you have instead of Jalen working hard, stop, step back, baseline, jumper. It's it's Tatum, catch, turn, nobody in front of me. I'm in the middle of the lane, and nobody's in front of me. And what do you get? Everybody overreacts. Triple team, quadruple team. Then you swing. You got smart. You got Pritchard. You've got 19 seconds on the clock. So by the time it gets to Pritchard and everybody's flying out of control, he still probably has like 12, 11, 10 seconds on the clock fake attack the closeout. Now you've rotated. Now Jalen Brown has come back around. You get a cutter. You get it back to these guys. Now, instead of that baseline jumper, which is a fine shot, you've got a potential layup situation, which is a better shot, but you're not making the reads. You're not making the right plays. This is the whole thing about these guys. And this is the question. Can you guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum operate and make the reads of playmakers while maintaining the mentality of a scorer. Can you do that? Can you be those guys to hit those shots, but also in your mind, understand that sometimes somebody else got to take that shot because Wesley Matthews was the other guy who took that shot twice and he buried you. And famously, everybody uses the example. Michael Jordan passed up a shot in the finals. Michael Jordan passed up shots to Paxson and to Kerr and trusted his teammates in, in playoff situations, in final situations. you got to trust these guys. you got to make those right plays. I don't have a problem necessarily with the shots that they got. I have a problem with the process because I think those shots could have been even better and that you, you, you make the Bucks work harder. You make the Bucks make more decisions. The more decisions you make anybody make on the floor, the more likely they, they're going to make a mistake and the more likely it is that you're going to maintain this lead. The Celtics cannot devolve into ISO at the, down the stretch. It cannot happen that way. You, I, I don't mind that these guys are working off of each other, but you still have to trust your teammates, make the right plays, and just understand that if you don't, if the defense knows that you're, it's just going to be you two, then everyone else is not going to get defended. Trust your teammates. Trust me, <laughs> I'll be back for more podcasts all week long, Monday through Friday. That's the deal here on Lockdown Celtics. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the breakdown. If you are not a subscriber, if you're new to the show, I welcome you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed your holidays, everybody. I hope everybody subscribes. Give yourself the gift of a subscription. It's free. All I ask for you is that you share the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody to listen to and watch the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.